What's up, you guys? Good morning, and welcome back to your favorite podcast, or at least your favorite Sunday podcast, Brunch with Des B. If you're new here, if you don't know who I am, my name is Des. I also goes by Des B. Um, and this is my really fun, random podcast. Um, so today, obviously by the title, we are going to be talking about body dysmorphia, a little bit of pregnancy, body dysmorphia, but in general, just kind of talking about seeing your body going from different stages and maybe how to have a better outlook for it. This is something I've seen a lot of my clients go through the past, you know, almost two years with fucking COVID. Um, and it's something I've gone through myself as well, considering, um, I've been pregnant two times in less than two years. Um, well, two years this month. And also, um, I've gone from being a professional IFBB bikini pro to now being a professional mom and not nearly training at the intensity I used to. And we'll get into that more. So, um, I'm really excited to kind of chat about it. Something I've wanted to do, um, for probably like a few months now, but honestly, it just, other things came up, all the other things I wanted to chat about more. And now that we're kind of like in the middle of winter, um, I feel like a lot of people start to get a little bit of body negativity as well. Um, just with what winter brings versus like being out in the summer and going through a weight loss or something like that. So, um, not much is new in the, my, my slice of the world. Um, I did get McDonald's last night and it was really fucking good. I have not had McDonald's in quite a quite a long while and um I didn't eat much yesterday. Just you know, sometimes pregnancy comes comes and goes. Like some days you are just smashing food and other days it's like ew, nothing sounds good. Everything sounds gross or it just doesn't work. So, I had don't get me wrong, I had a few meals, well, not even really meals, but I had a few things yesterday. And then at the end of the night it's like, damn what I would do for a fucking McChicken. And if you are not team McChicken, I am not you on your on your team, period. Um, so I got McChicken, um, like a four piece nugget. Cause you know, I just, I love their nuggets. I really, I genuinely do not give a fuck what they put in their nuggets because guess what? They are so fucking good. And the way they make their barbecue sauce and their spicy Buffalo sauce, don't even get me started. And then I also got a fry. However, ever since I was little, my grandma, who is now passed, rest in peace, miss her so much. Um, she would always get, granted, she had like diabetes, but she would always get her fries with no salt. And I remember one day asking her, grandma, why do you always get no salt? And she said, honey, that's how you always make sure your fries are fresh. And God damn it, that is stuck with me until now 26 years old every time I go there's only been maybe a, a number of times I can count on my hand that I have not gotten um you know I've not said no salt so um man that just makes me miss her you know just those time capsule moments that you'll just not forget um so anyways got McDonald's last night I did get my hair done this week got it darker much needed um since I was blonde for so long like the molecules of color in hair um, tend to not grasp as easily, right? Like the first few times you really try to go dark, it's kind of like going light, right? The reverse, it, it still takes time. Um, 
so I am um, in the process of going darker, like at least making it stay darker longer, right? And I just, I really love it. I feel like it fits me more. Um, I feel like it, it brings out my like eyes, my features, my darker brows. Um, you know, I feel like blonde had a time and a place, but I just really can't see me going blonde again to at least to the extent that I did. Maybe like a little under, you know, low light, high light effect, but nothing like, oh wow, she's blonde. Um, so I'm really happy with it. There's something about finding your hair color and hair style that just suits you. And it, it, it feels good because I feel like as women, if you're listening, we're always on the hunt for like, what is my thing right now? What makes me me right now? And that's just how I feel right now. <laughs> Anyways, um, another thing that I'm very curious about, I had a man tweet me back today or I guess maybe it was yesterday, and it was Cody Mundy. And on Twitter, it's it's King Mundy with a Z. It's And I, I said, someone tweeted, let's see, Fernanda tweeted, I'm not a podcast girl, but I can happily listen to Desby Fit. Hashtag just discovered it. Haha, <laughs> welcome. And then this Cody Mundy said, the lady running over the dog episode sent me. And I was like, wait, is that a, is that a male? And I looked at his profile picture, everything. Yes, that is in fact a dude. Um, and I was just curious. I'm like, how? I wonder how many male listeners I truly have. Like, honestly, I know a lot of like boyfriends what, listen to their, listen with their girlfriends on like road trips or stuff like that. I'm just curious if I have any actual Desby brunch gang that is just consistently male, you know? Obviously some episodes, some of my, some of my guys might not, um, you know, listen all the way. That's okay. Um, but I was just so curious. So if you're a guy and you listen pretty regularly, I'm not saying you got to listen every week, but I just, I kind of got to know. Fair? Fair. Um, okay. The only other thing in my corner is new fucking merch. I am so excited about this merch. I'm always excited about my merch because I gen, I, like, I genuinely put effort into the merch I put out. It's not just like shitty, like logo. You know what I mean? I, I really do put like, uh, what would I wear, right? If I bought it, what would I actually want to wear type of mentality behind it? Um, and I feel like sometimes you get merch and it just says Desiree Pfeiffer fitness, right? Like, why would you want my fucking name on your shirt? Like, you know, I, it's one thing Desby fit training, right? That's my business. But that's also why I shorted it to DBFT is because number one, Desby Fit Training, we, that's way too long. And number two, it's not about me anymore, right? Ever since we started, which also has been five years as of a few days ago, I started my business five years ago. Um, but I have other coaches now, right? So we encompass DBFT, it's not just about me. So anyways, my point is, my merch doesn't just say like, Desby, Desiree Pfeiffer, you know, I'm not making you wear my name. Um, so I have new merch. Oh, I just, I love it so much. I have sincerely merch for you guys, which I was telling Wyatt the other day, cause he doesn't listen often and I don't encourage him to, because you know, if this is my episode, this is mine, this is my episodes. Okay. They just sometimes don't listen. Okay. So Wyatt though, I told him this story about sincerely and he was just laughing so hard. Cause he's like, that is such a you thing. And even when I was telling him 
I was like, yeah, you know, when people write in for the secrets, sometimes they sign off and they say sincerely. And I was like, no, like I, <laughs> like I literally said it. I just, I have a brain dysfunction when it comes to the word sincerely. I have to literally think about it when I say it. Um, so anyway, we got sincerely merch. It's so cute. It literally just says sincerely, like not even a logo, not anything. And I, I just love, I love that embroidered look. So, um, you can pick that up, obviously tag me, you know, if anyone asks where your hoodie's from, I, I hope that you say, Oh, I listened to this podcast, you know, whatever. But I did want to just make it bland. You know, it's like, we get it wink. Um, we got keep showing up merch and a new tie dye look. These are the same shirts that I actually gave birth in. Um, like the same style and, uh, material. They're so fucking comfortable. Um, we have new, don't be a bitch oversized tie dye shirts, which are one of my favorite. I personally wear a large with my belly, but if you do want to size up for even more of a oversized look, that is going to be like the key we have. These are cute too. Skincare and supersets love that. It's just a cute, like retro look, little seventies energy with like a little kettlebell. Um, but also just like, I don't know, it's just so cute. And we have the mug. I personally buy every single one of my mugs ever. I like collect my own mugs. I think they're so fucking cute. Um, so we got that, we got hoodies, we got crops. Um, we have new joggers as well. Don't be a bitch. They're unisex. I personally size up again. I like more of an oversized baggy look. So I usually go medium to large. Um, I usually wear them around the house. They do come in black and white, but they, um, on the lower, it'd be the lower right leg that has a little butterfly effect. And it says, don't be a bitch. So it's not like screaming at your grandma when she's looking at you and asking you what you're wearing, but it's like a very minute. And honestly, they're so, they're so comfortable. I have like five, I think I have, well, okay. I have three. Two of mine, I kind of took a shit because I've had them for like four years, but I have my like fit mom club ones and I have my old, the DBFT floral ones and the big DBFT energy ones, which are still actually on the site too. They're just like older merch. Um, and then lastly, we have a new DBFT pink tie dye duffel bag. Okay. This is pretty expensive. I'm not going to lie. Like it's $77. It caught number one. It costs a fuck ton to make number two. It costs a lot to ship. Um, and number three, it is fucking huge. Like this is going to literally shit on your Nike and your Adidas like duffel bags. This is a huge bag. This isn't a, and I'm not throwing shade because I love Buff Bunny, but I'm just referring because you guys know Buff Bunny because I'm, bu I am Buff Bunny. <laughs> but like, this isn't the size of like a game changer bag for like 90 some dollars. Granted, the quality is different because it's not like a luxury gym bag. It's just like one of those where you throw your fucking shit in it and you run out the door and you throw it on the gym floor. So this is like a huge bag. Um, you could definitely take it onto a plane for checked luggage. Like that's how, that's literally how big it is. Um, but I really love it. It's got this really cute pink tie dye in the front. It does have the DBFT emblem and DBFT, but it's very like it's aesthetic. It's not like screaming at you. And then on the inside, it says you are a badass um, with DBFT. So just a few new things, but I love it just enough to like want it all. But also if you want to like make a decision, I personally bought everything. And when I say I bought everything, yes, I do have to buy my own merch. This is through like a third party. I designed the merch. They print it on demand. So even when I want like an order, I have to buy it. <laughs> 
but I have no fucking problem doing that because I love my own merch. <laughs> so anyways, um, that's all I have for you there. Um, not going to waste much more time. I do have my baby appointment tomorrow. Again, I'm, I record these on Wednesdays or Thursdays. So tomorrow I go see my baby again. Um, I had a, a rough day a few days ago, not really feeling him kick. Um, and babies are still like that. Don't get me wrong. Like I'll be 26 weeks tomorrow. Um, so by the time you're listening to this, I'm 26 weeks, which is fucking crazy fucking crazy. Um, so babies are still, you know, they're not always in a rhythm yet. And I also have an interior placenta. So it's pretty common to sometimes not just not feel them as much, right? They might do a little whoop, but you like, don't feel it. Um, so I had a rough day the other day cause I didn't really feel them kick as much. And I, I just, I stress out about it because number one, even if you're pregnant and have never had trauma, you will. But number two, the reason I gave birth to Maddox early was cause he stopped moving. And so, um, he was under stress in the womb. I had an infection. My body wanted him out, whatever. So, um, I have a whole episode about that. If I were you, I would genuinely listen to my birth story. If you're scared about giving birth too, this will totally empower you (laughs) by the way. Um, so anyways, it was just scary the other day, but after that, it was almost like the next day. And then yesterday, by the time you're listening to this, obviously a few days passed, but it was like, he like wouldn't stop. I'm like, maybe I just ate something that like, made him quiet. (laughs) I don't know. Like, what was that? (laughs) But, um, but yeah, so we have another appointment tomorrow. I'm just, I'm praying for consistency. Even if the CPAM does not shrink or like start to quote, um, relatively shrink in correlation to like his body getting bigger, just like, please just give me the same number. You know what I mean? That, that, that's all I'm asking for. It doesn't have to be smaller, but just give me the same. I'm manifesting it right now. We're going to see the same number tomorrow. And I think tomorrow I'm going to announce his name on Friday. So again, by this time, you guys will probably already know. I'm not going to say it just in case I, I'm not going to say it in case I don't actually announce it. <laughs> but um, yeah, you guys will have to know if I'll, I'll have to know if you like it or if you guessed it. I've had a ton of guesses and literally no one's guessed it yet. No one, which with Maddox, people kind of did. They said like M-A-D-D-O-X but no one's guessed his name yet. And like, I think that's pretty impressive. So (laughs) got you. Um, all right. So let's, since we're talking about baby a, and we're talking about Maddox and we're talking about pregnancy update, it is on my Instagram. I'll link it in the description notes. I always put like a little Instagram update of how my appointments went on Fridays. Um, mostly cause it syncs to my Facebook and I don't have to repost it. And then my whole family sees it. So it just like really works out great. Um, but okay, without further ado, let's get into kind of my journey where I'm at now and how I'm two years sober. Okay, I have my coffee and whenever I talk to you guys, I'm like, oh yeah, I have my Mountain Dew, I have this. And then I literally never fucking drink it. So you're gonna have to bear with me because I want a fucking sip of my coffee. I've been using this Chobani sweet cream creamer. Oh my fucking God. It literally makes my pussy wet. Mm. Okay, I just need one more sip for good measure. If you're in the car right now, if you're sitting somewhere, if you're at the gym, let's take a water break. Let's take a quick drink break, whatever you got in front of you. 
All right, one more. Just, just let's breathe into this podcast. Just <sighs> now sip. <sighs> Isn't it funny how sometimes when you're listening to something and they're like, hey, breathe in and breathe out. And like you do it and you're like, damn, I'm really glad that I kind of fucking did that. I'm going to start doing that to you guys more so we can just have some good energy and good aura. I love that for us. Um, Okay, before I really get into today's episode, though, I do just want to let you guys know that this is a hashtag ad. (laughs) If you would like to go forward, please do, but this could help you. So as you guys know, as of last March or April, I was picked up by BetterHelp to promote um, their online teletherapy. I've used BetterHelp for now over a year. I started it back in January of 2021. I was in a very dark place postpartum. A lot of things were occurring. Um, I felt very lost in my body. I was breastfeeding. Sex was not fun. Um, my boobs were being destroyed. Everything above and beyond. Um, and better help was something that really pushed me into a better me. During this time, I was obviously unable to leave my house, number one, with Maddox. And number two, I did not want to leave my house. Um, and number three, we had COVID. Well, like, you know, COVID was like rampant. So online teletherapy was really what worked for me and honestly still does. I have not found an in-person therapist and I've not been able to really make the hunt and better help has been great. I've had amazing therapists. I actually just got a new one since I moved back to Michigan. They operate off of a very legal route. So whether you are in a certain state, They will match you with a provider that is licensed and available to help you in your state. There's also a lot of people that are maybe available to help you that aren't in reach for you um, one-on-one. So if you need someone who really specializes in postpartum, maybe the, the drive to them is like three hours and you don't even know who they are, but they offer teletherapy on better help. You know what I mean? So you can get help with pretty much whatever you need specifically and have someone who is very um, equipped in that area. With the opportunity to do better help as well, um, there's opportunity to voice call, video call, text chat. Um, They could give you worksheets. They could give you stuff to work through. I mean, it's really great. I love doing a voice call. Um, I'll usually put my headphones in. I'll kind of walk around the house. I might have to even chase Maddox, you know, during that time. Um, I try to plan around his nap time when I have my therapy appointments, but no matter what, um, it just feels like I'm talking to a friend. They ask questions, but most importantly, they just let you talk and they give you feedback. So if you guys are interested in better help, um, you can sign up today and get matched with a therapist within 48 hours. You have full opportunity to switch therapists, change it. Maybe the therapist just isn't your vibe and that's okay. Sometimes it takes a few people to figure out who really vibes with you. You can use code Desby for 10% off your first month. And if you would rather type it in the Safari or, you know, your Internet Explorer, it's www.betterhelp.com backslash, (laughs) that's going on a shirt, just kidding, backslash Des B. Um, So again, go to checkout, click the link in the description box if you're interested, even just click the link and read about it, you know, but if you are someone who is ready to start this new year, should I say new month? We're already into the new year, babe. And you need 
some additional help, this really could be for you. Um, and I'm not one to put out shit that I don't use. I love better help and I've had great success with it. Thank you for listening to that. If you did, if you didn't, I genuinely don't care. I totally get it. Might not be your vibe, Um, but I'm very honored to be able to finally make a little bit of income with people who choose to better themselves with better help. Um, My commission that I make, if you use my code, literally helps me pay to produce this podcast. So um, it's actually really awesome. Um, Within the past few months, I have not had to quote lose money making this podcast. You know what I mean? So I've, I've mentioned that to you guys, how like I pay my producer X amount per month to produce it. Well, some of you guys have taken the leap to better yourself and use better help. And with that, I have now been able to pay my producer with the money that my commissions made, if that makes sense. So yay, we're officially not operating in the red. Fuck yeah, brunch gang. Um, so thank you guys who have chosen to support me. Um, specifically with better help that helps that better helps the podcast. Okay. Okay. So my journey two years sober and by two years sober is sober. I mean, two years, virtually two years fucking sober. Let's be honest. I have barely had to drink. I've barely gotten to drink a fucking sip of alcohol in two fucking years. Reminds me of that Brett, Bretman rock. I've been doing this for like two fucking days. Yeah. So I'm not going to lie. It's been pretty discouraging. Um, but When I'm talking about two years sober, I'm actually talking more so about tracking macros. So LOL, little play on words there. Um, But it has been as of this month, when you guys are listening, it has been two months, I'm sorry, two years since I found out I was pregnant the first time. And um, it has been two years since I have tracked any food. And that is a huge milestone for me to be honest. Um, do I see myself tracking macros in the future? Um, you know, I, I do, I could see myself doing it postpartum. Um, I really could after I'm done breastfeeding my next child, however long that might last, I could see myself tracking macros, um, and maybe making it a goal to do it four times a week, three times a week. Um, I do. I think that, I think I, I could maybe do that. However, if I come to that point and I'm like, bro, this is still not for me. Am I going to do it? Absolutely fucking not. Um, I've come to a really healthy spot in my mindset with nutrition and I, I wish everyone could have it. I really do. Um, I wish everyone could have the outlook that I have. I, I genuinely do because it has been such a beautiful learning experience for me and transition into just being fucking normal again, you know? And so here's my encouragement to you that if you're going through a a spot right now where you're just trying to navigate, you know, do I want to track macros? I want to be my best self, but I also, I'm not happy or, you know, whatever it might be. Here's my message to you that you, you can get there. You can, I never thought I would either. I mean, I went from the fucking extreme to extreme, the leanest of lean. I was literally 8% body fat, 8% body fat. That fat I had was fucking essential fat. You know what I mean? Like there was not a fucking drop of fat on my body. I've gone from that to being at most (laughs) 31 weeks pregnant. 
and carrying the most body fat in the biggest titties I ever have in my whole life. So I, I've literally been on both ends of the spectrum in my personal journey of like, wow, I'm the leanest I've ever been to, wow, this is my like biggest I've ever been, quote. So I get it. I understand the mental shift that it go that you have to go through to see your body go from one extreme to the other. It is pretty fucked up. And I will say, I think if you are someone right now struggling with your relationship with food, I genuinely don't think macros are the answer. I just do not. I think when people are struggling with food, they immediately revert to, well, if I control it, I'll be better. Well, if I have numbers to hit and I'm in control, I'll be better. And I just, babe, I just don't think that works. I really don't. I don't think for the, for the most people, for the most of people that it works. We do have a coach on staff, Kelsey. She actually works with, um, those who have experienced disordered eating or disordered tendencies. And she has extra training in that as a dietitian. And she's also worked in person at a recovery center, um, with these type of things. She now offers 12 week, like, I don't want to call it food freedom program, but just for the idea that you guys kind of understand what I'm trying to say, she helps you tackle these mindsets around food and, and really discovers why do you feel that way and what, what direction do you need to take? So I'm going to put, I'm actually going to put her information in the description box today. If you want to explore it further, go, go for it. She has helped so many of our girls be able to transition into a better food relationship point and then actually get to the point where they're tracking macros again, but they have so much more of an understanding of that it's okay to not hit them, that it's okay to do this, it's okay to do that, whatever. It just, it helps. It's a good fucking foundation we could all go back to. So I'll put that in the show notes, description box, link in bio, whatever the fuck I call it, um, if you guys are interested. But regardless, when you are coming out of the experience of macros, your body isn't going to look the same as when you tracked. It's not. Getting into a, quote, intuitive eating cycle is not going to result in the same body composition that you've had. There's just, it's, it's not really maintainable when you just don't know what exactly you're putting in your body. And that's okay. But you have to start to get in that mindset knowing that, hey, if I'm going to go on this intuitive journey, I'm not going to look the same every day. Now, the last thing that you really want to do is, is like ride this roller coaster through the week, right? You eat 1,900 calories one day, then one day you eat 900, then the next day you eat 3,000, then the next day you eat 800. That's not good either, okay? So if we're thinking of like a bell curve, we don't really want a bell curve when it comes to the way that we eat during the week or during the weekends, right? That's going to result in more infrequencies. Now, could that naturally happen? eating intuitively during the week, but hey, I got a wedding on the weekend. I'm going to get fuck, fucked up and shit-faced. Sure, you might take in an extra calories here and there, and that's not a big deal. But for that to be a natural like pattern for you, we cannot be weekend warriors. We, some, we, we have to learn how to take in a consistent amount of food, and that's going to be where you're going to create that base maintenance level. So when I was an IFBB pro, when I was in my just bodybuilding phase. This was pretty much hardcore from 2016 to, mm, I would say, 
I would say until 2020, honestly. 2016 to 2020, I went damn near four fucking years full-fledged. Full-fledged. I mean, literally, I I would maybe, I, I would never track macros on vacation, but also I didn't really like always go on vacation or like go travel. But I, I, I was that bitch who would order meals in meal prep companies to deliver at my hotel. You know, so like I, I was pretty much on point. I, if I was going out to dinner with like, um, teambodybuilding.com. This is back when I was on their team and also RIP to whatever the fuck they messed up in their business. Um, that was such a great time in my life. But when, when we would go out to eat, I would be the one pulling up the restaurant PDF to ensure that it was within my macros or like at least close. I mean, I was like, I was a fucking diehard. I missed out on a lot of dinners with my family. I missed out on a lot of birthday parties. I missed out on a lot of stuff because I had a goal. And I don't, I don't regret it because it got me where I'm at today. It allows me to educate others better. And I understand a lot of different variations of fitness journeys versus what um, maybe, you know, if I was still only in bodybuilding, I wouldn't have the same amount of understanding for someone who is a full-time mom or someone who just works all day, someone who is a nurse, someone, you know, all this stuff. Um, so I definitely think that there is a, um, a place where in my bodybuilding phase, I don't regret it, but I did. It's a, at the end of the day, it's a part of my journey. You know what I mean? So coming out of competing was almost a mind fuck because that was 2018. I had just gone pro. And during this time, I only technically competed in two seasons of bodybuilding. So I started prep in March of 2016 and I competed in November of 2016 and I did, did I do two shows? One, two, I did two shows, sorry, two shows in 2016. They were really only like two weeks apart. So, um, I did the two shows. After that, I bulked slash like reverse dieted, did a little mini cut here and there, but I bulked for like 15 months. And then I started competing again. I started prep in March of 2018. March of 2018, I then prepped until May and I competed in May, competed in June, and then competed again in June. So I started, I pretty much did like a, it was kind of like a six week show run. I did one show, did one show two weeks later. And then I think I did the other one like three weeks later. So three, four, five total shows I did. And my fifth show, I won, I have, I won my IFBB bikini pro card and I won overall. So that was a highlight of my life. Don't get me wrong. That was such a special place. I looked fucking phenomenal. I'm not even going to say like, oh, I didn't even look at, I mean, I looked great for a competitor. I looked amazing. Um, I think years of fucking athletics for that. Um, and I really think, um, jump training. I swear that is how my legs and my quads and my hamstrings and my glutes were so defined were from the years of jump training for volleyball um, that we did in college, as well as just the type of lifting style that I always did. 
So I looked great and I, I really enjoyed my time after that. I got my boobs done, still tracking food, still tracking food. Getting my boobs done was a little bit hard um, in terms of body dysmorphia because I couldn't work out really for the, probably the longest time I have not been able to in a while since I tore my ACL. And um, so that was my first big bout of body dysmorphia was seeing my body be like so bloated from surgery. And, and I, it was the thing, it was the fact that I couldn't even put it in my head that I was bloated from surgery. That's how I knew I was kind of fucked up. I was like, I can't even give myself grace over a surgery that I decided to do. You know what I mean? So after that, um, I got back into things. September of 2018. So this is about three months later, Wyatt and I get engaged. And after that, um, we really kind of enjoyed winter, enjoyed, you know, our time together. But then we kind of started shredding for the wedding. We were living in Florida. We were super active. We were always going on walks. It was always hot out. You could stay active versus being in your house for the winter. Um, So we shredded for the wedding and both of us got down to like, I mean, relatively, at least for me, but like our best physiques ever. Like we both looked so good for our wedding. Now, the thing I like though, is that if you look at our wedding photos, like we both genuinely look the same. Like it's not something where we, we dieted so hard that we look like completely like who we're not now. Um, which I think is just so important because you want to look back at those photos and not be like triggered by them. You know what I'm saying? So I'm really happy with the way that we like did it. However, we were just both, we were shredded. It was awesome. After that, we got back. And then in December of 2018, or I'm sorry, December of 2019, we moved back to Ohio. All of a sudden, um, February comes, the end of February of 2020 now, and I find out that I was pregnant. Now, beforehand, from January to this February point, we were living in a rental house um, because his parents had divorced and sold their home, and we were not aware of that. So we came, we moved back and then we were like, holy shit, we have to move out. You know what I mean? So we were in the process of looking for a house very fast. During this time, we were not on macros as well. I remember us both kind of struggling because not only like what post wedding blues and like shredding for so long, it was just like, God, I don't want to track macros right now. But also you add on top of the stress of everything that we're doing, um, and trying to move in. So During the time at the rental house, we didn't really have a lot of opportunity to track macros. And again, neither of us really wanted to. So fast forward, it's February, end of February. I take a pregnancy test. I find out I'm pregnant. Like, fuck. The first thought I remember going through my head, other than like, oh my God, is this true? Is what is going to happen to my body? And I feel like that's pretty natural. However, I will say, That was when, again, I knew that there was an issue with the way that I was seeing food, seeing my body and seeing my journey. You know, I'm, I, at this point, I'm almost 25 years old. I, I am not going to look the same as I was when I was 21. I'm not going to look the same as I was when I was 22. Every year we get older, every year our metabolism changes. Every year we, our life changes. You know, we can't expect to always be in the same mindset and the same goal frame and um, everything in between at all. We have to honor the part of our journey that we're in. And for us, it was not only me getting pregnant, but then we went right into 
COVID, like hardcore quarantine, fucking freaking out all around the world. So during this time, I started eating like crazy. I was so hungry all the time. And I look back at the photos of me right when I found out I was pregnant. I was still so lean. And I did not think I was. Like, it, it's almost like, you know, when you're like, oh, I wish I could be high school, like my high school fat again. <laughs> you always see those memes. It's like, oh, I wish I could be my high school fat again because you thought you were fat, but you like weren't or, you know, whatever the joke is. And so I look back and I'm like, oh my God, I can't, like, I, I it makes me sad. Cause I'm like, I can't believe I thought I was not strong anymore or, you know what I mean? Like what? So after that, I tried to track macros for probably a week into pregnancy just to still have an idea, at least like protein wise and, uh, stay around, you know, like 2,100 calories, 2,200 calories. But all I wanted was Velveeta mac and cheese, cinnamon toast crunch, and fucking McDonald's. And it was at that moment one day where I just said, dude, I cannot fucking, I can't track. I can't. My body was so tiny and it needed, like it needed food to grow this baby. You know what I mean? So I was still very much in control. Um, I wasn't like having binge eating episodes or anything like that, but I was finally just eating a meal that sounded good. And that was new for me. So during this time, I started seeing my body change, obviously in pregnancy. Now I have a whole episode of body dysmorphia and pregnancy after I had a mental breaky break. So I will also put that in this description notes. I think it's called like body dysmorphia, pregnancy edition or something. It was something like that, but I will link it in the description box. Notes, fucking show notes. I don't even know. So, okay, let's fast forward because we don't have to talk about pregnancy. I'm already, I'm not tracking, you know, whatever. Let's go like a year after I found out I was pregnant. So February, 2020, it's been one year since I've ever tracked macros. During this time I'm breastfeeding. um, And again, I'm seeing my body change. Postpartum, your body is squishy. Okay, your core has separated. Everything in between, you've carried additional fat. You've carried extra blood. I mean, your body is just a little stretched. The beauty is that your body is also very elastic and it will go quote back. It takes time. It takes effort. It takes a lot of hard days, but you genuinely, it's amazing how the body can come back to a general shape that it was. Will you ever really be the same? Uh, I think you can be at, at one year postpartum. I was really fucking close. I was really close to feeling how I had used to, but then I got pregnant again. (laughs) We won't go there, but one year postpartum, I'm starting to feel better. Um, at this point I was technically, or one year, I'm sorry, post-pregnancy, like finding out I was pregnant. I was about four months, five months postpartum in February. I think I was four months. Sorry. So definitely not like far out, but I was starting to feel a little bit better about myself. Um, And I realized that I still did not want to track macros. I was breastfeeding. I was extremely hungry. I'm telling you guys, breastfeeding hunger is worse than pregnancy hunger. It is. It's fucking terrible. So I continue to honor my body. Um, COVID still had things a little like messed up. So I can't say I was like really tracking and eating well from like my house. 
I did a lot of like, um, what is it? Hello fresh. Um, but honestly I ate out a lot. We ate out a lot. Mostly because we were terrified to go to the grocery store with Maddox. Why it had to work all of these things. It was just, it was a very hard time. Literally. I'm like, I'm telling you guys, I barely ate in my house. It was bad. I also fucking hated my old kitchen. Fuck my old kitchen. I fucking hate that thing. So anyways, fast forward to a year postpartum. I'm feeling pretty good. I don't feel like I look at my body as picky. Um, and I don't feel like I, I don't feel like I could go back to macros at all. My body was at a place where like I was eating confidently, making better decisions by this point, by a year postpartum. So this is September, 2021. I'm feeling a lot more comfortable with my journey. Um, then in September, I start noticing I stopped breastfeeding and within a week or two, I start noticing I'm, I, I think I'm gaining weight. I, I'm not weighing myself anymore. I haven't in like a year, but I, I noticed I was starting to gain some weight and I'm like, hmm, I know that that sometimes can happen when you stop breastfeeding. Um, but I also, I was weaning from breastfeeding. So it's like, if I was going to gain weight like that, I, I should have been slowly gaining it, not just in like a week, you know, that's when I took a pregnancy test and realized that I was pregnant again. So throughout this journey to where I'm at now, I've now, like I said, I'm 26 weeks pregnant. And, uh, I think I might be, I really don't think I'm much bigger than I was with Maddox, but I think I just feel it because I have this idea in my head that like you're bigger with your second, you know what I mean? And I'll be honest, I'm also like scared of going full term. I know it sounds silly, but I don't know what my body will like look like. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't have photos from anything past 31 weeks. So it's almost like, how big am I going to get? Like, I think I'm just over now I'm overly worried about my body. And also I've had a few dumb fuckers tell me that I look bigger, you know, this pregnancy, like, why are you so big? So early love you though. And I'm like, what honey, that, that is not how we talk. It's not how we talk to people that we love. What do you mean? That is so terrible. I think I'm carrying maybe a little bit bigger earlier, but right now, 26 weeks, I mean, guys, I have a full fucking child in my belly. You know what I mean? Um, and so I think if anything, I'm like starting to plateau to where like my, the way I held, like carried Maddox is very much how, where I am right now. Now, like 22 weeks, definitely different, but like, I feel like I've kind of shaped like, we, like I've caught up. Does that make sense? So seeing my body where it's at now, you know, you in pregnancy, especially for most women, um, obviously all bodies are different and all ways of carrying babies are beautiful, but I'm, I, you start to become kind of soft. So like as of this week, last week, I'd say probably 24, 25 weeks, I noticed, you know, my arms look a little bigger. My legs look a little bigger. Um, you know, when I'm working out, I can't really 
see my pump as well because you just you fill out you know not only with like maybe a little bit of additional body fat but there's just so much in your body that's going on right you have so much fluid so much water in your body so much blood um and your body's retaining that to literally keep this fucking human alive in you like we have to be okay with that right um but sometimes don't get me wrong it is hard right so I've noticed myself, you know, looking at my belly in the morning and I'm like, am I like too big, too quick? Am I, am I gaining fat too quick? Is it, you know, whatever. Cause I'm like, I feel like I've been way more active this pregnancy than last, but my last pregnancy with Maddox, I was throwing up almost every day till like 19 weeks. Um, but I all, and it was also quarantine. So like I, I wasn't working out for, well, I did my live workouts, but like I wasn't even using like dumbbells or weights. You know what I mean? So I was like, I feel like I'm in a way better spot this pregnancy because I've been able to stay at the gym, stay lifting weights, stay on my Peloton, stay, you know, I'm way more active. So it's just interesting. I'm like, I feel like I'm better, but like, I don't like look better or do I, you know what I mean? It's so subjective. And at the end of the day, when I start going into that spiral of thoughts and, you know, looking in the mirror and whatever, I just, I literally shake my head. I'm like, Des, stop. Not only is this your last pregnancy, so enjoy it. This is the last time you can eat McDonald's and no one can tell if you're bloated. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But I'm like nine months, 10 months, technically, right? We carry a child. That's 10 months out of our whole fucking life that we might have to get a little bit uncomfortable for one of the best things ever to come out of your body besides a good morning shit. And I think that's powerful because I, especially with this baby right now, and this is why I think it's so much, it might be a little easier for me to snap out of it is because number one, I know how much I love Maddox and I would go through everything I did again, just to have him again. You know what I mean? Like even the days where I felt uncomfortable, or I felt fat or whatever, I would never trade them to give up Maddox. So I feel like I already understand that love of a child that I'm going to have yet again to where I'm like, I don't give a shit. Number two, I've come out of pregnancy before. I've come out of postpartum. I have my strong ass mom's workout program now. I like, I know how to recover properly and how to make sure that my body is suited up for the rest of my life. This is the last time I'm having a baby. I don't have to do this again. You know what I mean? So it's like after this, my body's mine, which that's just part of my personal mentality. I'm like, this is so worth it. And then number three, with this baby, with everything I've gone through, with everything that he is going through, you know, with the CPAM, with just our diagnosis and how scary these appointments are and how scary our ultrasound was when we got a, you know, call, hey, there's an abnormal finding, all the blood tests I've had to get, the fear of what's going to come back on him, et cetera. It's like, I, at this point, I will do anything to make sure that this baby is safe. And I've said this before, like if they told me, Des, you can't do any cardio, you can't do any workouts the rest of your pregnancy, I would literally be like, okay, okay, I will figure it out. And I'd be okay with it, you know? So it's like, I just want to be grateful for what my body's still able to do. Um, and I think that comes full circle into anyone out there who's just going through a different part of life. Maybe macros aren't easy for us to hit right now. Maybe... Our, our job is taking up a lot of our time. You know, maybe we're in the healthcare field and we're working overnight shifts 
you cannot place the same expectation on your current self as you did maybe your past self. You know, I have so many clients who two years ago, you know, maybe we were lean as fuck and we were crushing it. And now they're in this spot of life where they, they just, they're at a maintenance phase. They, they look great still, but you know, their body composition's changed. And some of them have a hard time with that because they look back at their old photos. And I'm like, girl, you are a CEO now or a COO or you're the head nurse in charge, whatever it is. Two years ago, you were finishing college. Granted, college is still relatively hard at that time, but we step into different roles. We step into different parts of life. We step into different chapters. And we can't expect to look back on our old chapters and think our body's going to look the same when we don't have the same time to dedicate to it. And that's also okay. You can still make a healthy physical fitness health journey in general with the time you have right now. It just might look a little bit different. And that's why I'm such a pro delete photos, delete check-in photos type of person because the last thing you need to do is look back at those photos on a, on a night where you're feeling like shit because you think that that's what you should still look like. And you don't. If you're, t- if you're like me, you're almost 27, just for example. You can, we cannot look back at our photos when we were 22 and 23 and think we should look the same. We cannot. We cannot look back at our high school photos of graduation and think we need to look like that. We can't. Even me, I can't look back at my wedding photos or like in my photo album of like what I looked like around that time and think I can look like that, at least right now. I can't. I don't have the same opportunity to hit the gym. I'm First off, I'm also pregnant. I don't have the same mentality. And I'm way more balanced now. I would spend like two hours at the gym. I would do nothing but gym. I had no hobbies. I never read. I didn't do my own nails. I didn't do my own eyebrows. I didn't play with my son. I didn't have a son. But like I didn't take time to do other things. If anything, my life was fucking boring. You know? And now I'm able to actually enjoy it. So don't put yourself in the box of comparing your past self and experiencing your past self and thinking that's what you need to be experiencing now. It's just not, not, not the vibe, not what's going to happen. So set yourself up for a positive mindset. Throw away those old clothes. Stop trying to fit your body into clothes that don't fit you. Buy clothes that fit your body. I've been there. I get it. I used to wear like size two in Lululemon aligns, you know, Lululemon. And I remember the first time I had to buy fours and sixes. And I was like, oh my gosh, am I like falling off? No, they just fucking fit me better. You know what I mean? Fuck. I still look great in them, but I buying them and fit my body now. And that's okay. So again, I understand the mentality that goes with it. I understand the frustration that can occur in seeing your body change or or not wanting it to or whatever. But if you want to find that balance and that moderation in life, those two trigger words, you know, that people are like, oh, balance, oh, moderation. 
then you have to give up what you think is realistic for your body to look like. If you don't want balance, if you don't want moderation, if you want just restriction, you want to look like that all the time, you re- you really can. But you're it's not going to be fun. It's not going to be fun. And when I say I'm sober from macros for 2 years, you're going to be sober from like a lot of stuff. <laughs> so there's no shade to anyone who chooses to go their fitness journey and their fitness route in whatever extreme or whatever way they want to. Again, I've been on both sides. I've been on both sides in different parts of my life. And I, t- I get it. And I, I don't regret it. As much as I look back and I'm like, wow, I, r- I really wasn't that happy. I, I still don't regret it. It made me who I am today. And it gave me the education to do what I do today and be good at it. You know, have a good approach to health, wellness, fitness, nutrition. But it's also, it's not for everyone. And I came out of it as a better person Some people don't come out of it. Some people struggle then their whole life, you know? So it's like, you really have to realize what you put yourself into and if you'll be able to pull yourself out of it. So that's kind of, those are just my thoughts. I know it's kind of like a long episode and just random. And sometimes I get really like discouraged to talk about my old journey just because, um, I feel, I feel like everyone knows me. I know it sounds stupid, but I feel like everyone that is here, you know, maybe has followed me since that time, which I know is like not true, but then I just get like insecure in sharing like my story again, because I'm like, oh my God, I'm saying it again. These people already know, um, which then I like look at other people's content or things and I'm like, wait, they like post the same fat loss transformation every week, but like they should, because like not everyone knows what that, what that transformation was for you or whatever. Like there's always new people reached. So like I said, sometimes it's just like hard for me to share my experiences. Cause I'm like, oh, they've already heard this. So I hope that, you know, if you didn't know that I was a IFBB pro, or you didn't know I lived in Florida or you didn't know that whatever, Um, hopefully it, it makes a little bit more sense now. So, um, very happy to have had you guys, um, along for this longer podcast episode. Um, next week, I think I'm going to bring Wyatt on with me, um, and discuss a few fun things. So stay tuned on brunch with Desby Instagram or my sunscreen and sarcasm 2.0. Um, because maybe I will put like a little, like ask us questions prompt or something like that. Um, so let me know. And, uh, if you guys haven't listened to below the influencer from this past week, you definitely need to, um, because we, we really fucked it up. Me, Emily and Sue, um, we had such a great episode discussing digestion and other great things. Um, so you guys will definitely love that and make sure that you, um, rate, review, subscribe and go grab some new merch and use code Desby to get better help and get better with help. (laughs) I love you guys. Have a great day.